0: Hey, welcome to Good News from the Middle East. And Joanne, we are excited about this podcast, aren't we?
1: We sure are. And you're going to be excited when you hear this story as well.
0: Mike Westerfield. We got to know Mike a little over a year ago. And Mike was, a, as he describes, a religious Christian. Uh, but something happened. He converted to Islam, uh, worked in the jails, was around a lot of Muslims, questions he couldn't answer. But God wasn't finished with him, and retrieved him back. We we just had to do this video with Mike, didn't we, Joanne? Oh my
1: goodness! Yes, your story is all too common. I mean, I think so often here in the West we think of Muslims as coming from the Middle East or a Muslim majority country, right. but that is not always the case. Mike is a white boy, just like us, just a regular old guy from the United States, and yet he was attracted to some of what he heard from Islam. So we're going to hear your exciting story today and how God really captured your heart, Mike.
0: And uh, Mike, we are so privileged because we had a chance to do your story on I Found the Truth. That's ifoundthetruth.com whoever's listening out there, you've got to look this up. This is our first video that had over a million views. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is using this. And Mike, we wondered if it would be too confusing for people as as they watch this, because religious Christian, then a Muslim. And Tell us a little bit about your story, and we'll have some questions along sure. the way. Okay, Mike, thanks for joining us.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Joanne. It's good to um, be on this, uh, on this show, to be able to share my story and it's amazing that the 1 million views um i mean it's just amazing I, I follow it from time to time and i've looked at some of the responses early on i was answering some of them i just got it got so overwhelming as it grew more and more mm. uh but uh all praise be to jesus that um and it's actually mm. doing that and it's helping those um in the body of christ as well as those um, in the islamic faith who are questioning and uh i'm truly blessed and honored to be on the show again and yeah my story is uh, it's a little unique it's different it's uh you, I do agree with Joanne a lot of people when they think about Islam they think about people from the Middle East people from Africa people from other parts of the world but rarely do they talk about somebody who may be uh a white guy from the south um in the United States of America there are um you know we know there's uh Muslims in Russia and there's Muslims in China in other countries but America is uh that fertile ground for a lot of people coming to Islam. And I was one of those people who got lost. I was um, a religious Christian, I would say. I didn't have a relationship with God, didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. I thought that the the, the miraculous gifts ceased in the first century. That was my theology, what I was taught um, in the Church of Christ. And um, I was preaching and um, obviously had gifts uh, to utilize that I didn't know came from God. And And I didn't I I was not using those for his glory. And I was uh, uh, confused over the Trinity and some other things um, as I was preaching. And I was a correction officer at the time. And uh, some Muslims liked my character and they noticed I wasn't actually treating a lot of the inmates horribly. And I was firm, but fair. So what do you know? They gave me some literature to read. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, and 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 i started reading some literature and I started really thinking, wow. I mean, do I really believe um, God is one, is understood in Christianity? And I come to find out, you know, Tom and Joanne, I really did not understand the deity of Christ and what implications that had on, um, you know, salvation. And then I just um, started getting into reading the Quran and I started uh, just for three years. I went through this battle. It was a battle of the mind and. I finally studied my way into Islam, and my ex-wife at that time went out of town, and I said, you know what, I'm going to go take my Shahada, and I went up and made my confession of faith, and, you know, I bore witness, there was no God but, you know, Allah, Mm -hmm. and Muhammad was a servant and messenger, and from that day forward, I was in Islam, and um, it was a journey, um, children involved, wow, and and I think about that, and there was a time, you know, Tom and Joanne, there was a time you could not have convinced me, that Muhammad was not a prophet. There was a time that I thought the Quran explained everything Mm. that was relevant to humanity. And I was headed, you know, I went to an Islamic university for a while and I just thought that this was it. The most perfect and beautiful thing is to believe that God is one and Muhammad is his prophet. Wow. Uh, but,
1: Excuse me to interrupt you there Mike that oh, is a really key thought because i think a lot of us as believers think that muslims maybe don't believe all of that to, to be true and i know some of them don't we're all different we all think differently but um perhaps that most muslims think i don't know if i believe all of this but here you are a man that has read the scriptures and now also have read the quran and you believed with your whole heart mm-hmm. that all of this was true
2: yes i i was um a poster boy celebrity, I guess you would say, in umma, the white guy, like you mentioned, um, mm-hmm. who came into Islam, uh, who could speak the language, the vernacular of, of the West, somebody who was um, edu- becoming educated at that time, going to college. Mm-hmm. And yes, I believed it. I believed that it was like the call to prayer was so beautiful at that time for me, the azan or the adhan, uh, the recitation of the Quran. Uh, the way it was recited, I thought these were all proofs that Islam was the final and the perfect religion from God. Uh, And um, I even believed that, you know, Jesus was just a great prophet born of the virgin, did miracles, and that, but he was not God. And I would actually spit at anything where anybody associated any partners with God. So I had a fervent Belief that you don't dare say Jesus is, um, you know, um, a part of the Trinity, a part of God, Mm -hmm. or or even uh, a lower deity, whatever anybody, Mm -hmm. however anybody explains that. I was like, he is just a prophet, Mm -hmm. no different than Muhammad, but Muhammad is the greatest of all the prophets. But I started questioning a lot of things.
0: Wow, and Mike, you had to be. Uh, As you said, a poster boy, you had to be like Cat Stevens was in England. Mm -hmm. Cat Stevens, that was the English rocker from the 60s. Mm -hmm. Cats in the Cradle and all of those songs. And he converted to Islam. We've been in Muslim homes that we were sharing the gospel in. And boy, they put on a video of Cat Stevens talking about the beauty of Islam. He was their poster boy. And that's exactly what you were becoming. I just got to ask this question. What did it do to your family like your father and that mm. how, how did that go yeah
2: wow that's um my dad um it caused a lot of a lot of a lot of heartache for my father especially my dad um was um i actually when I started preaching and when I really started preaching in the church of Christ and then I helped my dad's faith to become stronger he was so. He admired what I was doing so much. It helped him to become a stronger Christian. So for three years, I'm preaching in church, and my dad was like, I was on fire. I was on fire for religious Christianity as well. I mean, I believed like, and I believed in my mind, but I don't believe it was in my heart that mm-hmm. Jesus was the son of God. I just didn't really truly understand what all that meant. So when I broke from Christianity, it really hurt my father and mm-hmm. my mother, but not my mother as much. But my father, it like destroyed my father. And man, mm-hmm. like in for twelve years, um, we were always close. And he he died recently, but we were we were always close. But during that twelve years, the, I got closer to my mother during that time. And I mm-hmm. think that's actually what God, you know, intended to happen through the chaos of my life of my decisions. He still saw it for His glory. So I became mm-hmm. closer to my mom, and my dad distanced himself from me a little bit. But it was hard. It was hard on my dad. It was hard on my grandparents, who were fervent Mm. Church of Christ um, people. Uh, My my grandfather built churches in Guyana, like several churches. Uh, And then it was hard on my wife at that time and my children.
0: So I went
2: from you know a Christian condemning her to hell uh, for being a Catholic when I was in a Church of Christ to well, you know, there's maybe salvation for you if you believe God is one, but you don't have the education or the mind I do. So therefore. You may be okay, but there's no alcohol. There's no cursing in front of the kids. I'm going to, I'm going to raise them Muslim. Um, I started, you know, so I started teaching them their prayers. They started going to the mosque with me or the masjid. Um, So they went through Mm -hmm. um, their own periods of of struggle. And that obviously probably didn't help my marriage at that time.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: But you couldn't tell me that because I was right. And she was wrong. And matter of fact, I thought all of you were wrong and I was right. And I was, um, it was my duty to share with you that Jesus is not the son of God, that he is just a prophet, that the Bible is corrupt and that, um, Christians don't know better. That was, that was the attitude I
0: had. Wow.
1: Wow. So how was your heart at that point? Did you um, feel secure? Did you feel satisfied, full, all of those things? Did you have feel, you know, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience. Did you feel that you had all of those attributes?
2: Great question, Joy. I thought I did. Until I truly accepted Christ. (laughs) But at the time, yeah, I did. I thought that I was um, becoming a better human being. I thought that I, I mean, I was, I had a, I battled porn addiction at that time, and I'm in recovery from that, but I couldn't overcome that no matter how many times I prayed and fasted. So that was
1: interesting. Yeah. That was
2: a deterrence for me in Islam. So I would have to, like, um, if I actually slipped up during Ramadan, I would have to go to my sheikh and talk to him, and then I'd have to say, you know, I'm going fast so many extra days. And there was always this um, belief that I was never good enough. Mm. No prayers were ever good enough. Now, here's the interesting thing. I did feel close to God to the ability that I understood God at that time. Mm-hmm. So I do believe Muslims and Jews and other people do feel a closeness only according to the light that they've been given because they have nothing to compare it to in the glory of Christ. Mm, so you only can good. experience what you what you know to be true. So I believed I was experiencing those
0: things, but I was horribly wrong. Mm, mm. Mm. Wow. And Mike, it must have been just like Paul said to the Galatians, who bewitched you? How did you get yes. to that point mm. where you had a faith and you've you've thrown it overboard? And I think it's just beautiful how God started to assemble people around you, not only your father, others praying, but you wrote an article, and I believe it was in a newspaper. And didn't you get into a dialogue with someone that had been a former Muslim? Tell tell the listeners about yes. that.
2: Yeah, so I wrote an article. I was struggling. Um, y'all, I was struggling between accepting Christ. I must have accepted Christ 30 times in my mind, even went to church a couple of times, trying. And nothing ever stuck. You know, There was never no surrender. And, um, and I was just an intellectual, it was an intellectual battle, psycho, psychology, a psychological, spiritual battle. I mean, it's horrible. Um, but I ended up writing an article to prove to myself that Islam is true. And I wrote it and I published it in my newspaper. And a guy named Joe Carey, um, he was not an ex-Muslim, but he was um, the president, CEO, founder of Radical Truth. He was an apologist to Muslims. refuted the article and he just obliterated it. And I was angry, but something in my heart said, you know what? Humble yourself and reach out to this guy because you're struggling. It's almost like inside my soul, I was trying to accept Jesus, but I didn't know how to surrender. And I had all these reasons to believe that he was not God, but that he was God. And I'm struggling with this in my mind. So Part of that process was I contacted Joe Carey, who became a friend, a close friend of mine, and we started talking. He said, "Let me introduce you to Abdul Murray," and who ended up going to work for Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. But he was with um he founded Embrace the Truth International, and that's where the conversation started with the first ex-Muslim who uh, became a Christian, who could understand my doubts and my fears and my struggles. And that's how it started the conversation of me talking to people who had experienced the same struggles I had experienced.
0: Wow. Wow. And I think it's just, uh, it's just the Lord's power to do that. His uh, wisdom to bring you to Abdu, he is a, he's an intellect, uh, he's gentle, uh, he's not going to hit people with a hammer. And and we're privileged. And articulate. He's articulate. <laughs> We've done uh, a video with him for I found the truth, and in a few months that's coming out. We're thrilled about it. But God just—that was your lifeline right there to be able to talk back and forth. You want to embrace Christ? You're still Muslim. It's just like you're tethered and can't break free. And then he brings Abdu into your life. And what happened then? Yeah.
2: So me and Abdu started a lot of a lot of dialogue, a lot of dialogue, a lot of conversations, and. Um, a lot of struggles, and I remember this probably went on for maybe six months, off and on. I got to talk to him, man. The poor guy. I mean, hey, I know he was putting my life for a reason, but I would <laughs> he he whoo, he probably <laughs> just heard so much, and he said, "Mike, you remind me of me so much when I was struggling to surrender." And he said, "You're an intellect, um, you're intellectual, you're analytical." He says, "I get it," and I remember I just decided to go back into Islam, and I said. You know, brother, thank you for your kindness. But I believe Muhammad's the last prophet. And I said this to him, y'all. I said I have this allegiance to Muhammad in my heart, and I can't explain it, but I cannot reject him. I just can't. As the last prophet, and that's something that should be devoted to God. You know, mm-hmm. if you really break this down, that's something that's uh, that's owed only to Christ. But that's I, mean, right. I did not believe Muhammad was God, and nothing like that, and nothing. But I had an allegiance to him. And then I said, you know, and then I remember Abdul said, if anybody had an allegiance to Muhammad, it was me as an Arab and, 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 and and being through that bloodline, I get it. But even, you know, even God can make children out of these stones, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, referencing the gospel. And I'm like, you know, that's what really, really like really made me think. But I said, you know what? Thank you. Um, I'm leaving. I'm going back into Islam. and then that night after I got off the phone with him or early that morning is when Jesus appeared to me in a dream. And I can talk Mm -hmm. about that if if you want, but
0: you know. Yeah. And I think what what is amazing about that, wasn't Abdu having dinner with Josh McDowell?
1: Yes.
0: They prayed for you and he said something about he's kind of going Mm -hmm. back and forth and Mm -hmm. wants Jesus, but no, I'm a Muslim, back and forth, back and forth. Mm -hmm. And Josh said, let's pray that he has a Mm -hmm. vibrant dream about Jesus. Yes. And what yes. happened?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> that night, I'll just talk a little bit about the dream, just briefly. I, I that night I was like I was sleep. I said my night prayer, and as I was like sleeping early in the morning, I remember in my mind uh, this vision or this dream, um, thinking about the messianic prophecies, the the the, 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 the so- Solomon's Temple images of Solomon's Temple, messianic prophecies, the prophethood of Aaron. I mean, the prophethood of Moses, the high priest, and then the, the, the inner intuition of my, in my, in my soul, the feeling deep inside was like, how come these things aren't discussed in Islam? Why isn't the high priest discussed? What about the sacrificial system, the messianic prophecies? And as I was thinking about all these things, all of a sudden, you know, just this Hebrew man appeared. And then I looked at him. And then as I was looking at him, I, I, I was just, it was just his face. And he had these dark brown, sad, like these sad, piercing eyes. And he just he pierced through my soul.
1: Wow. And he didn't
2: have to say anything.
0: Mm. And then I
2: said, and I remember in the in the in the dream, it was like I was just paralyzed. And I said, This this is Jesus. And oh. then blood filled my dream. And mm. all this blood started coming down. And I was trying to run from it and get away from it. And I'm thinking it was going to infect me, and I can't escape it. And why is this blood covering me? And then I started basking in it and playing in it like a little child. Mm. So I saw myself silhouette out to playing like a child in the blood. Wow. And, and then I just woke up in this state of peace and love. And I was like, like whoa. And then I remember I said, God forbid. And I suppressed it. Like I was scared and I suppressed it. And the next morning I went to work. And a brother came to me, who was a good friend of mine. And he said, Mike, Jesus told me to tell you he loves you.
1: And then when he
2: said this, the dream came back. And then everything, I just rushed right back into the dream. And then I just started weeping uncontrollably at work. And then I went home told my dad, and then I called Abdu Murray. Mm. And I said, Abdu, this happened to me. And I had this dream. He said, when was this? I said, it was like late last, I mean, late, early, early in the morning last night. Uh, I mean, and he said, he paused and he's like, wow. He said, praise God. And I'm like, what do you mean? He said, I met Josh McDowell in Orlando Mm -hmm. at dinner last night. We had dinner 10, 30 or 11. And I told him about you, that you know the Bible so well You know, you know, these things, but you're having a hard time connecting it to the heart. And he said, Josh said, let's pray for Jesus to appear to Mike in a dream. So it goes past the intellect. And then I just like, literally, I was shocked. And I would love to tell you that I just embraced Christ right then. But it took almost a year after that before I finally surrendered. Mm -hmm. But that was the catalyst that opened up my journey of just completely to where I came in January. That, you know, uh, the next year, early next year, about a year later, I just surrendered to Jesus Christ and accepted him as my Lord and Savior. Wow. As God. Wow. My life's been changing, you know, ever Ever since since. for his glory. And
1: your dad was still alive to see this, Yes, yeah.
0: Oh, hallelujah.
2: He had a hard time with the dreams. He had had a hard time with the dream because, but he believed it. But his church tradition teaches those cease, but he believed it.
1: Wow. Well, we cannot box God in, that is for sure,
2: right? That's so true. My dad knew that, yes. Well, two
1: things that stand out as I've been listening to you this whole time. Number one, how deceptive Satan is and how he is like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. So that part pops out to me. But the second part, the most important and bigger piece, is how God pursues us. He is love, and he pursues us. Unrelentlessly, as he did in your life, and um, he Amen. only allowed you to go fo- so far before he pulled you right Amen. back. And not only did he pull you back to where you were beforehand, but he pulled you to his very heart to the truth, so you will never doubt who Jesus yeah. is again.
2: Yeah, can I tell y'all something? I, another, vi- I never talked to you. Another vision came to me probably after I accepted Christ three or four years later. I would love to tell y'all it was perfect, but I was still going through some struggling in my mind. And Jesus kept this, this pursuing me to show, I was questioning the deity of Christ, Unitarianism. And he just kept pursuing me and pursuing me to the point where it's like, you know, I was a believer and I was struggling, but I had to learn to surrender mm-hmm. and just through the Holy Spirit, give everything to him. And I had this dream. I was, I was doubting, like I went to a period and it was the last time I really ever doubted ever like anything to do with Islam and Muslims do go through these doubts and it's common. It's, it's common for a lot of Muslims to still struggle afterwards. And I just want to put that out there that it's completely normal. Mm-hmm. It's just, you don't give up, you pursue Christ mm-hmm. and he will give you the peace and love that surpasses all understanding. But I had this dream <clears throat> to where I was pulled through the earth, almost like Superman going through the sky.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
2: was like I was being pulled and there was this rock with like a, um, An entrance like a cave. And I went down through it and I couldn't see anything anymore. And this voice came to me and it says, Mike, you're about to die. Oh, wow. And I felt this presence like death was imminent. And he said, This voice said, Do you believe Muhammad is the last prophet? Or do you believe Jesus is the son of God? And in my heart, it was no question. And I said, Jesus is the son of God. And I believe he died for my sins. I was reversed out through the sky all the way back to my body. And I woke up in a state of peace. Wow. And ever since then, it's like, I know that I know that I know no one can ever say anything. Mm -hmm. God, it's like, he personally showed me in my deepest, darkest moment of fear in the human realm what I really believe when it gets to that point, when I have to mm. cross over that, I never have to question it again, Wow! that Jesus is the son of God. Amen. He, is deity. he is God and he loves every one of us. And he died for us so we could be reconnected with the father and have peace and love that surpasses all understanding and, and inherit the eternal body and be with him forever and ever.
0: Wow. Mike, wow. Uh, Joanne and I have heard a lot of dreams that Muslims have had. We, we wrote a book on it and, uh, but we have never heard that dream of uh, playing in the blood like a little child. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we wondered about that doing the video. is this is this too much for people to hear? But this is your story? This is what God did. It's the truth. This mm-hmm. is exactly what you needed. and that's how you came back to the truth. Mm-hmm. That was the, the beginning of coming back. So yes. but
1: then that second dream, too, yeah. I mean, Wow. I love what you said. You know, in the deepest part of your soul, you the doubt is completely gone. And Satan has lost the battle. I love what it says in Ephesians 5. You know, we expose the darkness to the light. And once we do, oh my gosh, Satan has lost his control over us, which is exactly what he did. He's lost his control over you, trying to convince you that Islam may be the way. (laughs) That's right.
0: That's so true. Mike, as we've got a few more minutes, and I just want to say this for our listeners, it's easy to go, my gosh, I never came from Islam. I didn't have, you know, these kind of issues. Ephesians 5.8 says we weren't just in the darkness. Mm -hmm. We were We're darkness. darkness. We're either in the light or in the darkness. And many people that we know were definitely in the darkness. They came to faith in Christ. It's no different from your story. It's just from a different religion. But what would you say to, your, uh, to the listeners out there in the next few minutes on if they have a Muslim friend, how do they move forward? How do they get in a spiritual conversation? I know you've only got a few minutes left, sure. so go ahead.
2: Yeah, I think that for me what was very attractive um, was the character of the Christian and the love that the Christian had within their heart um, for humanity through Jesus. And that a lot of Muslims, there, a lot of them are good people, and they do a lot of good things, but goodness is not what gets us to heaven. Mm-hmm. And when I started seeing people talk about the love of Christ and what Christ did to them and the miracles Christ did and the dreams they had. And when hearing Muslims talk about these things, and then I could see it in their character. I could see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, When you see that, uh, that, that the peace and love that somebody has through Christ, it's something that nothing Islam or no other religion can explain. So I tell, I tell people, if you're going to witness the the Muslims, first of all, know Islam, because some Muslims may know the Bible better than you. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. some of them are self-taught theologians. They've studied. Another thing is be, you know, be prepared to have the, to, to be challenged. But show the love of Christ no matter what is presented before you. And even if you don't have an answer, tell them, you know what? I don't have an answer for that, but I'm going to pray and I'm going to seek guidance from the Lord. And I'm going to get back with you on that. And I want to continue this discussion. And then they'll say they may think, oh, he doesn't have it all figured out. And that's where the Muslim goes in their mind is, oh, I, I just beat you in a, in a debate or a dialogue I'm, I'm, I, or in reasoning and that's what they're taught that fuels islam is to to feel like they have the final revelation but when you pro- approach them with love mm-hmm. and kindness and you s- and they see jesus love within you it's contagious
0: mm-hmm. and it's
2: something and then what like and some of the things i know for me it was all about to me it was the radical love of jesus and the explanation for not to get into apologetics but for me why does good and evil exist? Because mm-hmm. Christianity provides the explanation, but it also says that God loved us before he created us. That's he right. loved the world that he gave Jesus. Before creation, God loved us within That's his right. own heart. And in Islam, there is that love is not there. Al-Wadu, the loving ones mentioned one time in the Quran, he's called, you know, I mean, he's called the most compassionate, the most merciful, but the love. It's absent, it's I feel, mm-hmm. in Islam. Yeah. And how can I best show that person love? And that is to display the character of Christ and and approach them with compassion and gentleness.
1: Mm. This is Abdu coming. did. Yeah, this like, is how Abdu was to you.
2: Yes. I, I'm going to tell you a brief story real quick, and this is a true story. Ahmadida, one of the great Muslim debaters, has led a lot of people astray. Ahmadida was actually in Indonesia one year. And actually, a Christian at the university he was speaking um, asked him a question. Ahmadidat brought him on the stage, and to prove his point of weakness, smacked the Christian professor from Indonesia. And he did nothing in response and did not retaliate back. And then he said, "See, look at this. This is Christianity that caused more Muslims to come talk to that Christian professor because he did not react with violence, and he took that, and that showed the love of Jesus Christ." more than any apologetics book could ever be written. And I really believe that dreams and visions from Christ, along with the character and love of Jesus, is the greatest tools that God has used Mm. to bring people out of the darkness.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. What a beautiful illustration of what Jesus said. By this all men will know, you are my disciple my disciples, if you love one another. Mm -hmm. And And then of
1: course, scripture says God is love. mm -hmm. So when we love others, we, that is God right there on full display, which is why any religion, Islam, any of them cannot express that love because it's not God. That's right. (laughs) Only he is. That's right. You know what? Absolutely.
0: Christians out there, your secret weapon is the love of Christ. You, you, You may meet Muslim Uh, neighbors and not know what to say, but love them well. Show them that you love them. Uh, It's not something that we're just trying to do or trying to show. Show them who Jesus is in you, and they will wonder, and they will ask questions. And Mike, look at how God has used your life, this video. And we should even say to the listeners, someone that you led to faith in Christ that had questions like you has reverted back to Islam, but we're gonna keep praying for him, and that happens. That happened with you, and finally, yes. yeah. the Holy Spirit yeah. stuck it in your heart for good. Yeah,
2: yeah. And what I will do is I'll reach out to him from time to time, and I'm gonna love on the brother. I'm gonna love on him because I love him for the sake mm-hmm. of Christ. Amen. And I'm gonna love on him. And we had a lot of talks on the phone. And his heart, I believe, he knows, and he's struggling, but he has a, a wife who's Muslim, and he has a, he just had a baby that was born. So you got this this cultural and familial or family yes. dynamic that he's battling that only the Holy spirit can help him overcome through the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. And in, in our weakness, we boast him. And I think that's one of the most beautiful expressions we could show for the love of Jesus.
0: Wow. Amen. Okay. I found the truth.com. Mike's video, over a million views, blessing people all over, helping Christians understand what to do with Muslims, how to reach out to them, the problems that they go through in their mind. It's not just giving a set of facts to Muslims. They'll brush those away. It's seeing the love of Christ. It's understanding the power of the word of God. It's seeing Jesus in us and reacting to that. So. We, we need to understand that. Watch Mike's video, watch all of them. And as we close, I know you got to go, Mike. Joanne, would you close us mm, in prayer? Yes,
1: let me close in prayer. Thank you so much, Mike. Well, Jesus, we thank you that you are love and that you are the great pursuer. And thank you for the incredible work that you have done in Mike's life and in the life of his family. Oh, Lord, you never waste anything. You use it for your glory. So thank you that Mike is able to communicate with Muslims and former Muslims and help to eliminate the path of truth for them. Um, Lord, we do pray for this this gentleman, this young man who just had a baby, who is born Muslim and and came to faith in Christ, but has gone back to Islam. Oh, Lord, would you continue to pursue him, bring him back into the fold, along with his wife and his children and the rest of his family. Show him who you are, that you are Jesus, son of the living God. Father, again, thank you for Mike, his life, his family, and how you continue to use him for the kingdom of God. Bless him and use him for your glory. And we pray for our listeners out there, anyone listening that is maybe in this tug of war between Islam and following Mm -hmm. Jesus. Would you speak to their hearts, illuminate truth, meet them in their dreams, show them who you are, because you desire for them to spend eternity with you. Um, in your in your loving kingdom. So we give this time to you. Be blessed and honored, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Mike, it's like we say it Uncharted. We say the Muslims are coming, the Muslims are coming, the Muslims are here. Right. So what are we going to do about it? Are we going to ignore them, body of Christ? That's not an option for us. God's brought them to us. Let's show them who Jesus is. Reach out with the love of Christ. If you can't answer their questions, tell them you'll give back to them. I think that's a thing that doesn't show weakness Mike that just shows honesty right yeah, I, I'm yeah. not sure I know yeah. about that I think most Christians would have trouble defending the Trinity so yeah uh, get on I found the truth get some good st- uh tools read some books we gotta Mike you've got to do a book your <laughs> yeah. life story could <laughs> yeah. we, can, can we do that by the next podcast could we <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm praying for me. I'm, I'm trying to complete a doctorate in professional counseling from Cypress wow. University at Christian Seminary. But once I get done uh, with this, I plan on um, praying. And if God wills for me to write some books, and uh, you know, I'm an addiction therapist as well. I'm also doing a lot of that stuff and leading. Mm, you know, I'm in helping people. So uh, if it's God's will, we know it'll happen.
0: Amen. Amen. Uh, Privilege yes. to have you with us, brother. We love you. Thank you. Yes, love thank all.
2: you,
1: Mike.
0: God bless you. God bless Bye-bye. you.